Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, April 4th, 2011, and I'm Mr. Skullhead. Jake is on the line. We have ten dozen minutes of things for you. What kind of things? Are you coughing up things? Yep. Uh, things coming out of my face, pretty much, is the theme of the show. Do you have ten dozen globs of mucus in each of your bronchuses? I think just when I woke up this morning, it feel, it, it felt like I didn't know how to speak anymore. It also felt like somebody had taken... Like, some kind of, you know, like a ramrod or something, and just packed as much crap into my sinuses as it would possibly fit. And then I mean, that sounds more. cool. A ra- ramrod sounds like a cool word. Ramrod. Yeah, yeah that so, sucks. Uh, do you think you're sick, or do you think it's, uh, like, some sort of uh, allergens? I'm sick. I picked it up from the kid who picked it up from the gym. You gotta stop hanging out with your kid, and who the fuck is Jim. He's this guy that watches Ollie while I'm working my lats and my delts and my traps. Oh, yeah? And my tanks. How are your lats, delts, and traps doing? And my ducks. Uh, a whole lot of things with one syllable. Yeah, they're, they're getting how, ever stronger. How high into the air can you throw your child now? Not as high as I used to be able to because he's bigger now. Yeah, yeah, but you're supposed to get bigger at a larger rate. Well, no, the, the thing is, I'm, I, you know, I can still toss him, but he's closer to the ceiling to start off with. Well, you do it outside. Oh, right, right. Jeez, you lunatic. I mean, I know when I started college, uh, my dad was able to toss me about 40 feet into the air. So you That's need to good. keep up with that. Yeah. Or I'm going to have to, I don't know, conclude that you're less manly than my dad. I think you could go ahead and conclude that. He he was a cop, and I write jokes for a living. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the same thing. I'm the comedy I mean, police. The, the, you, you know, you're really both about punishing your uh, customers. <laughs> oh. Ah. Yeah. Speaking of which, the office troll said that he had forgotten the two-car gar rage and that it was the worst pun in the game. I don't know, maybe I'm just on the opposite end of pun judging, but the two-car gar rage is one of my favorites, and I had forgotten it, too. Ah, oh, man. When I, uh, when I made that trip through India, I think that my least favorite part of the trip was uh, the opposite end of pun judging. Oh, yeah. I, well, okay, so the goal there was to pretend that pun judging was uh, a city in India. Right. And that denial is a river in Egypt. Huh. And that uh, De Beers are drunk in uh, Canada. Bo- Boston? Chicago. Wait, where did, they, where did those De Beers sketch come from? Chicago. Okay. But but the Canada part of Chicago. You know how Chicago is a city that straddles the Canadian border? Yeah. Yeah, cuz the Great Lakes are all Canadian territory, right? Yeah. That's what they that's why they call them international waters. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, Gordon Lightfoot sang uh, the Canadian national anthem, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And that's why uh hockey games are so violent is because everybody's so pissed off that the singing of the national anthem before every hockey game uh, takes like 18 minutes. Right. I actually think that song is only like eight minutes long. But, you know, you, you hit a certain length for a song and you might as well be 20 minutes long. Yeah, like Anagata De Vita. That's the one that has the like 10 minute drum solo, right? I don't know. I can I can go for a long song or two. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a fan of Anything for Love, which is 12 minutes long, but uh, it, it has to be like a song the whole time, like No Fair just letting one of your band members masturbate for four minutes in the middle? Unless it's like a hot girl. 
Yeah, then that's totally fair and fine. In the video, at least. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how well that translates to audio. I don't know. Do the blind enjoy that? They must. Yeah. How do blind people masturbate? Pretty much the same way we do, I would feel. No, I'm, I'm, show me. We're, we're on webcam, by the way. Oh, okay. We're, well, not, we're not on webcam. I can show you everything that I could show a blind man about masturbation. Mm, okay. So you could, like, grab my hand and put, put it places uh, to let me know what's going on. Like, I wonder, what, I wonder what your idea of boobs is like if you've never seen boobs. You know, it's like they're like a bag of wet sand. Mm. You got to figure that it's equally as arousing to squeeze a boob as it is to see one. If I don't you know, know if I have to figure that at all. That is. I if don't you know, know what the context is, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you're blind, you could probably get around, you can go around squeezing boobs all day long and just be like, oh, that's how we say hello. Yeah. There was a, uh, one of the camping trips we were on back in the day when a bunch of fest, of Renaissance Festival people would go out into the woods and camp. There were uh, a bunch of girls skinny dipping, and the one blind guy with us said, you know, I can't see those boobs, but I can read Braille. And he, he got to touch him some titties. Huh. That's, I don't know how I feel about that. He wasn't like a, he wasn't being creepy, he was being funny. All of, he knew all of those girls and had touched their boobs before. Uh, okay, so when you say he wasn't creepy, um... I mean that it's a culture wherein breasts are casually grabbed. Huh. I don't think that it's fair to say that that's not creepy. I think, I think a group of people, all of whom are like really comfortable touching each other naked, that just counts as creepy. For you, because you don't like people who are being naked or touching. No, I think for me and largely for everyone, uh, yeah, that seems creepy. Yeah, you only creepy. think that because you have this weird aversion to naked women and mm -hmm. touching them. You're like, ah, oh, God, I might have accidentally touched that naked woman. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I only think that because of that. I mean, I do have that. I will admit. I will admit that there is nothing grosser than the caress of a nude woman. Exactly. Um... What have you been up to besides spitting out shit from your nose and uh, and spitting rhymes and spitting juice? Yeah, spitting juice. Uh, was having a glass of juice. Somebody said something funny. Uh, geez, there was a weekend. I went out bowling for a uh, for a dude's birthday. Got the babysitter. Went out bowling. Did you refer to his birthday as Columbine? No, but I did take myself, and my head is topped with skin. Uh, oh, oh, right. I get you. Everybody's head is kind of top. Well, every, not everybody's. Everybody's head is sort of almost to the top with skin. Oh man, I read this thing today where they uh, they're saying that they uh, accidentally cured uh, baldness in a bunch of mice. Sweet. Yeah. Maybe in my next life I'll come back as a mouse, and when I start going bald. Yeah, well, if you're good, because that's one step closer to nirvana, right? Uh -huh. No, wait. First, I'm going to come back as a heart-shaped box, and then as a teen. Okay. Uh, what other nirvana songs are objects <laughs> or animals? Yeah, I was trying to think. You know. Well, so you're getting closer to nirvana. So first, you come back as a lion who gnashes his teeth and bites the recess lady's breast. Then you okay. come back as a fly in the Vaseline. Okay. Yeah. Then, then you come back as uh, 
No, I think you mean Vasoli. Yeah. Then you come back as a Soundgarden song reference, and then you can... A Black Hole Sun. You come back uh, as a giant Great Dane that you're pretty sure that creepy lady is going to fuck after the camera's turned off. Right. Uh, I heard a Pearl Jam song last night while we were eating sushi. Which Pearl Jam song was it? It was Evenflow, and I remarked that that's the only Pearl Jam song that I like. Is, is it the only Pearl Jam song also that you know all the lyrics to? Uh, no, I don't actually know... I know hardly any of the lyrics to it. Because you can be all freezing. Yeah, I could. I, I could uh, probably sing that at karaoke. Yep. Man, I've been to a goddamn karaoke bar two weeks in a row. I'll have you know. Huh, who's dragging you over there? Oh, it's uh, the our uh, roommate's girlfriend started working at a new bar and they have a karaoke night, so we've been going just to provide a little bit of a crowd. Cool. It's a sketchy karaoke. Uh, they didn't even they didn't have a book the first time because all of their shit is just stolen from the internet. You know, like they've got all the equipment, but I don't believe that they've actually paid for any of the songs that you have to because I'm assuming you have to pay some kind of licensing fee. You know, it's not just like you buy a secondhand karaoke outfit and then you just have every song. Right? Yeah, you're supposed to at least the person who collects the songs in the first place is supposed to buy a bunch of collections. Um, they, uh, so they printed a book and, uh, the, the guy in me who has been in charge of database applications and at times had, you know, menial jobs actually cleaning up data and having to write, uh, you know, routines to clean up data and just make it so, uh, you don't end up with this just obviously totally unacceptable bullshit that they ended up with in this karaoke book. Right. Uh, I'm guessing that for every band there were... An average of seven or eight uh, sections with some variation of that band's name, like either spelled correctly or with spaces in between it or with a comma, not with a comma. A lot of times just uh, uh, identical, but somehow divided up anyway. So I don't know if it was like sorting it based on like white space instead of ignoring it or what the fuck. And then in between every band and every other band, there was basically another copy of every song but with the title as the artist and the artist as the title oh great yeah so you know the song talking heads by that great band once in a lifetime would just be there after uh, oasis or whatever huh. i'm assuming there's probably something in between oasis and once in a lifetime but jesus christ yeah. who who previewed even one page of that bullshit and said yeah i'm gonna hit the button that prints out like 400 pages do you suppose they just, like, dumped everything into iTunes or something and didn't bother to clean up the tags and just let it print out a playlist? I don't know, man. I don't know what this shit was. It was some bullshit, though. Uh, you know, I don't even know why I was looking at this book. I wasn't going to sing anything anyway. Although I was looking at some of the uh, traditional stuff. You know what I probably would sing at karaoke is, like, maybe a uh, a timey kangaroo down hmm. or a waltzing Matilda. Sure. Anything, basically anything that Rolf Harris said. Like a, a Jake the Peg. A Rosin the uh, Bow? The what? A Rosin the Bow? Is that another uh, Is that another song by him? Uh, it's kind of an Irish song. I've never heard of the dude you're talking about. But. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he was the guy who did Timey Kangaroo Down Sport. Yeah, I'm fine with that song. Famous yeah. in the 70s, I guess, with that song. When you, you jumped in the deep end when you did Chop Suey. At Columbus. Yeah, but that was in front of a bunch of people who who like me already. 
you know? Sure. To one extent or another. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe I overstate the extent to which our fan base doesn't think I'm a giant douche. <laughs> um, you know, but I'm going to keep overstating it. Because I, like I like to look at myself in the mirror and think, there's a guy who a thousand, thousand people don't think is a giant douche. Okay. <clears throat> Boy, now I'm, now I'm getting all wheezy. I, I think I caught, I caught something from you. Over the internet? No, I mean a venereal disease from the last time we had sex. Oh, right. And it's just now manifesting. Yeah, that six-month gestation period is a bitch. It is. It's like a, it's more of a venereal baby. Right. Which, if you think about it, all babies are venereal, right? That's true. I don't even know what the root... Well, there's nothing else venereal. There's venereal diseases. What else is venereal? The root of venereal is venous. Oh, really? So it's like a disease you get from a twat. Well, from, like, love, you know? Venus, goddess of love. Right. But, like, you know, the... the uh, isn't there some... Uh, isn't there some part of the female anatomy that's named after Venus? <laughs> the venagina? Right. There's the, uh, like, those two little dimples on the small of the back are, like, the Venus dimple something? Venus's, Venus's twin buttholes. Dimples of Venus, yeah. Dimples of Venus. Isn't there, like, a, isn't there, like, a, like, a Mons Venus or something? Like, isn't, isn't there... Jesus. And, of course, there's an entire website devoted to nothing but pictures of that. Of, of what? Back, back, dimples. back dimples, yeah. I wow, can I not imagine a website I want to look at less? <laughs> that, well, I mean, okay, I guess I would rather look at that than like you know pictures of people vomiting turds. Well, I mean, we're talking about the dimples that are like on the small of the back, not like an ass. Sure. So just no, like, so I think the dimples on an ass are just cellulite pox. Yeah. See, my parents made sure to uh, force me to hang out with other kids that had cellulite pox when I was young so that we'd all get it at the same time, you know. Did your parents deliberately infect you with chicken pox? No, they accidentally did. Yeah, I think mine accidentally did too. So they claim. No, it was, uh, I think my my big sister had it first, and then I was getting ready to, to go to church on Easter morning for the sunrise service. And wouldn't stand still and kept itching. And after they did an exorcism and that didn't work, they checked me out and saw that I had chicken pox. Uh, Mons Venus in Wikipedia says not to be confused with Mons Veneris, which is also called, which is also Mons Pubis. Right. Mons Venus. So the the uh, the Mons, the adipose tissue lying above the pubic bone of adult females. So yeah, there is a the the sort of housing, the chassis of the vagina right. is the Mons Mons Veneris. Okay. Problem solved. Is there anything that the internet can't tell you about vaginas? What to do when you encounter one? I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I mean, you like they can you spit it. on it and hit it with a tennis racket, right? right? Like that's Yeah. That's mostly what I see people doing. I mean, they can show you a lot of variants for things that you should do if you're a porn star and you encounter one. Mhm. That also Does that not usually does that not usually work for you? No, the, the whole, like, immediately start hammering into it with my penis as hard as I can. Yeah. That's what you do. Right. Uh, the, uh, the extremely awkward uh, but, but uh, photographable oral sex. Yeah. Yeah. You start with that. And then when her sister shows up, 
uh, it's probably not her sister. I mean, they might be saying she's her sister, but I'm guessing that those actresses are not really sisters. <laughs> actresses. Yeah. Um, they can tell people that they're actresses. Uh, what do you, what uh, what else did you do besides bowl? How'd you do? How'd you bowl? Are you good at bowling? I am decent at bowling. I think I ended up around 150. That seems like a pretty good score. We ended up doing just one frame because there were like 10 people on each lane. So it took a uh, And like 10 people who were drinking and socializing and missing their turn. and Yeah. Yeah. I, boy, I don't like that. You know, I, I'm not like... I'm not like that goddammit bowl, goddammit if we're bowling, we're bowling guy, exactly. Uh-huh. But I'm, ki- I'm kind of that guy. Like, I'm always like, come on, guys, I will pay for the other lane if we can have two lanes for the eight of us instead of one lane. Because, like, I feel like it, I feel like doubling the number of people on a single bowling lane quadruples the amount of time it takes to get through a game. Yeah, it does. And it's, you know, it's not like, it, I would just rather not be bowling if I'm going to be throwing a ball every 10 minutes. Yeah. Right? Because you never get to get into a flow, and it's like, what? Like seriously, why am I doing this? Why aren't we at a place where we didn't have to rent shoes? Right. If the goal here is just to socialize. Yeah. But, you know, you never want to be the guy that says that, because then you're like, oh, you're the asshole that's trying to ruin everybody else's good time. And then anytime that you uh, are, you know, off getting a beer or whatever... They're like, dude, get back over here and bowl. You're so fucking enthusiastic about it, you cocksucker. That's what they say. You got to stop making friends with people who talk like that. I, 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 if you have any advice on how I might do that, I am all ears, Mr. Skullhead. Right. Uh, so I went to uh, I went on a hike uh, in the desert yesterday. It's groovy. Did you go on a, like a spirit walk? No, uh, just a trail walk. Uh, later on, I drank some spirits. Uh, I finally got into that. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw this, but uh, Smoothmouth got me when he was in New Orleans. He got me a big thing of Pat O'Brien's world-famous hurricane mix. Uh, so whipped some of that up and had some hurricanes is what we had while we were recording that old that old advice hot dog. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we just wa- walked through. It was a short hike. We did... We did like a three-mile loop and then a one-mile loop. And it was like, wow, you know, there was probably a time when walking three miles would have given me pause, especially like out in the sun, you know? But it's like, wow, this is is not not so bad. Trying to get in shape for my death march in August. If there's anything that you need, uh, you need me, like if there's any questions that you have for me, ask them uh, before August because August is... When I die of a backpacking trip. Are you doing the Appalachian Trail thing? No, uh, we're hiking around. Uh, this is all contingent on getting the permit approved, but uh, the plan is to do like a 12 day, like 100 mile trip all the way around Mount Rainier. Um, and it's supposed to be real pretty, uh, but, it's, but it's really rough. And this was the first of a series of weekly increasing in difficulty training hikes uh. from now until August. Gotcha. So it's good to get into the hard ones, right? As it's getting to be nine hundred goddamn degrees. That'll be great. Yeah, we're getting to where it's just about to get nice here, and it's just getting crappy over there. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Oh, get hay really, fever. Yeah. 
clearly what I'm going to do is every time the weather changes, my entire face is going to explode. Cool. You should, um, you know what you should do? <clears throat> this would be cool. Uh, you should get a whole bunch of uh, pla- plasters of Paris. Mm. Um, and every morning make a, a death mask. So then you can have a, a project where you have a death mask for every day of your life. Oh, Start, yeah. Starting starting at the time when you uh, when, when it's wise for everyone else to buy stock in the Plasters of Paris company. Which I think that that company is called Plasters of Paris. I would hope so. Like Lloyd's of London. That's where you go if you want to buy your Lloyd's. You mean like, like for Chris, instance, you want to build Lloyd? a bridge. Oh, right. Hmm. No, wait, you build those out of Nash. Yeah. Which you purchase from Nash's of Nashville. I can't yeah. be funnier than that. I'm just gonna bask, man. Yeah. Did you do anything else? Uh, did you do anything else besides bowl? Uh, you know, I don't think so. It's a pretty, pretty dull way. I, I put a new window in my basement. That was my other thing. Uh, so that you can look at earthworms. No, like I, I took out one of the windows that's already in the basement because it's just a single pane window and is kind of the same as having a hole in the basement and put in a new modern type window with modern finagling that's deep man because the basement is a hole yeah it was kind of in a way harder and easier than I expected because I've been kind of terrified to breach the boundary between indoor and outdoor in my home improvement quests but all it required was taking out all of the wood trim down to the cinder block wall and then putting a new wooden box in there and putting a window in it but that was also what it required, which is like ripping pieces out of my house all willy-nilly. That sounds like the kind of thing that uh, nothing at any point in the process would ever line up if I were trying to do it. You know, I've discovered with all this woodworking and shit that nothing ever does. That's why you have trim and wood. So do you think that means that you've discovered that you're terrible at woodworking or that there's some fundamental principle of woodworking? No, yeah, that, that everybody is. That, you know, no piece of wood is straight, no angle is a perfect right angle in a house that's already built. You know? Just like no man is truly straight. Right, and no man is truly an island. Straight island. Uh, do not ask for whom the bell gaze out. It yeah. gaze out for thee. So when I wake up and gaze out my window? I, uh, yeah, gaze out your basement window when you're sleeping in the basement. Yep. Um, we also went to a, we went to a salsa festival. Dancing or eating? Uh, eating, eating. Okay. A lot of different kinds of salsa. Ran into a skipperick there. Hadn't seen her. Well, hadn't seen her since uh, Icebeck and Lenore's wedding. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, hadn't seen her since Khan. I guess I see her fairly often. Never mind. That wasn't an interesting story at all. <laughs> I ran into skipperick, which is a fairly common occurrence. The end. Yeah, at least ten times a year. <laughs> Uh, well, it's always weird to be in a crowd of, you know, 20,000 people and run into somebody that you know. Sure. We raised, you know, we ate some salsa. I had one of the worst uh, cheeseburgers I've ever had. Oh. Um, I had some gelato with an entire candy bar in it. Um, huh. Which, that's just how it came. It was caramello gelato. I guess it was only half a candy bar. Um, 
So I ordered the Caramello Gelato and then the Caramello Bar that was, I think, just supposed to act as a sign for what kind of gelato it was, uh-huh. just was in the cup when she gave it to me. Huh. So I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the gal behind the counter was sweet on me. She looked like she hadn't uh, felt the touch of a man since about the 60s. Mm. You know, she had that she had that air of quiet desperation and mildew. Mm, mildew. <clears throat> Maybe her name was Mildew Red. <laughs> oh. Uh, I knew somebody named Mildred. She was the mother of a friend. Yeah, they tend to be. I think that's a name that's not coming back in a hurry. That's probably true. Her name was Mildred Cox, and we were all like, she certainly does. And they were oh, wait, wait. That doesn't make any sense. It's always funny when you, when you find somebody named Cox. They have kind of the same problem naming their sons as I'm going to have. Right. Well, you should just go for Peter, you know? Peter yeah. O'Toole did fine with two penises in his name. And in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, Soren Trick says uh, onto the Twitter, speaking of which, there's a Zach Johnson in the game Black Ops, a DJ in Nam. Also, try Don't Rest Your Head. Uh, that's weird, because uh, there is also... Uh, it used to be before, before uh, you know... I don't know if you know this, but uh, about uh, five years ago, I was kind of a big deal. Uh, but before that, before there was a golfer uh, with the same name as me and before uh, Kingdom of Loathing existed, if you searched for Zach Johnson on Google, what you found was the script to Apocalypse Now. Uh, because there's a part of Apocalypse Now where there is a DJ named Zach Johnson who uh, tells the news. Or perhaps the weather. Uh, this is the kind of weather in which Charlie don't surf. Hmm. Uh, smells of napalm in the morning. Uh, sailor, take warning. Take, take warning? Is that how that saying goes? Red sky morning, sailors, take warning? Yeah, I think so. What is, t- what is to take warning? Red sky at morning, sailors take quaaludes. Right. Uh, red sky at night, take some ambient, all right? Right. Do you think that you could, uh, how, what do you think your life would be like if you took an Ambien uh, every time you weren't taking a Quaalude and vice versa? Short and what? surreal. I, I, I don't mean literally, like, you know, I guess you could, you, could, you could technically do that if you just held one in your mouth a long time. I'm not sure what Quaaludes do to you, because I don't think that anybody does Quaaludes anymore. Yeah, I don't know, I think they were, I think they were like a, they used them all a up sort in the of 70s. a prescription barbiturate a la Valium. Uh, that fell out of favor. I mean, it's a shame because it's fun to say Quaalude. It is, man. And what else that? has two U's in it in a row? You guys want to do some? I'm not U's? actually. I don't think Quaalude has two U's in it. It has two A's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could uh, you could bet several Quatlu coins on uh, several Quatlus. Sorry, Quatlu coins uh, were from Might and Magic Three. Uh, oh, wow. They were a reference to the Quatlu in that episode of Star Trek. Uh, but uh, you could bet several Quatlus on who was going to be the first to die of a Quaalude overdose. Sweet. Um, and you could bet an ambidextrous prostitute, because uh, in, in this episode of Star Trek, uh, the currency on this planet was ambidextrous prostitutes. And uh, you'd bet one on who would be the first to die of an ambient overdose. Ah. It's a weird uh, alternate reality version of the game show network going on if only 
I would watch the, I would get a cable subscription. If the only show was betting, betting prostitutes on Ambien. It sounded like drugs on who would be the first to die of an overdose of that drug. Yep. Yep. I think we got a surefire hit on our hands. We gotta we gotta pitch that. We gotta pitch that across every possible quantum reality so that in any of the infinite number of realities in which the pitch is accepted, we will become bazillionaires. Well, technically, all we have to do is pitch it in this reality, right? And that just makes it so there's somewhere that has it. Yeah, but we don't get to get any of the money if we don't actually travel to any of those other It's realities. those other assholes in that universe that... Yeah, yeah that, those Jake and Mr. Skullhead assholes. Yeah. You know, in some universe, in some universe, there's some me in a shitty job wishing. Uh, or, you know, maybe he's jealous. I'm not wishing because he doesn't know anything. There was that one part of some, one of those goddamn Richard Bachman, Richard Bach books, Richard Jonathan Siegel. Right. Uh, Jonathan Winters, who was the guy that played the old man baby on Mork. Right. Is that Jonathan Winters? Jonathan yeah. Winters Siegel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, forget it. Halfoid says, I fully support the new radio direction. I typically download and listen to it at my soul-crushing corporate job anyway. Thanks for the support, buddy. And he says, what's your favorite type of content to work on for the game? What's your favorite type of content to work on for the game, Mr. Skullhead? I enjoy the, uh, I don't know, I like things. Anything that uh, gets me able to do a lot of writing in Spindlers is fun. So, so you, you like, like uh, adding nah, monsters, arson. working on clan dungeon, that kind of stuff. Good to work on Lars the Siberian. Thank you. I didn't read all of it. Well, no, because you clicked quit reading and it went away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry about the <laughs> fucked upness of that whole rollout. Um, man, I've been off my game. I need to. I need to take a break. <clears throat> uh, so be, be alert tonight, everybody. When the item of the month rolls out, there will probably be an infinite meat bug in there. Yeah. So make sure you exploit that and tell everybody. Man, you know what would be great? An infinite beet mug. Like, you could just keep eating beets out of this mug. That would make you the, the, the MVP on Team Hobo. You'd yeah. sit around the fire, and you could just pass your mug around, and no matter how many beets you eat out of the meat, out of the meats, <laughs> out of the mug, no matter how much you beat your meat into the mug, it never gets empty. Yep. You know what? Uh, I, I ate a bunch of beets the other night, and it turned my pee pink. Huh. That's Are the thing. You, uh, the the dye in beets is so strong that it will just turn your urine pink. Yes, I'm sure that, that I, I don't have a, uh, a Mons Venus disease. Uh, it also makes yeah, your pee or, burn. Burn. Really? Weird. No. How did it taste? It's <laughs> sweet. That just means I'm diabetic, though. Yeah. Um... I don't know that I've ever eaten, like, I, I was once uh, eating something made of beets uh, with, uh, with MC Frontalot, and he was like, that's going to make it hard for you to poop. Huh. And, and I said, what? And he said that if you eat a lot of beets, it makes it hard for you to poop. Huh. And I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. You ever experienced that? Have you ever eaten a lot of beets and then anything, noticed anything about your poop? I have never eaten a lot of beets, like that many beets, really. I mean, how many is a lot, really? Yeah. I guess enough to fuck your poop up. 
Yeah. There's like a continuum. I mean, maybe twice as many as it takes. It takes twice as many beats to fuck up your number two as it does to fuck up your number one. So, how many did you eat? Like well, a whole can? Just enough. Two cans? Yeah, I, I ate an entire toucan, and it had been eating a lot of beets. Oh, that's how they make Fruit Loops. You know, like wombats poop cubes, toucans poop loops. They do. And the beets are uh, cheaper than artificial uh, purple coloring. <sighs> um, yeah, so uh, I guess we got some questions in this here forum thread. Right. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about before we uh, dig into these, uh... no, let's let's dig it. I'm ready. Yeah, I can do this. Okay. Uh, King Stupid says, "I don't know what you guys did, but the lag problem as seen on Drunksgiving was negligible on April first slash Pickle Factory. Give yourself or CD Moyer a raise." Ah, uh, boy, I don't know what we did either. There's not. Ri- oh, uh, well, we we uh, there was that change to Hanks. Yeah. Uh, which might have made some difference, I guess. I don't know if that had rolled prior to April 1st, though. I guess it had. I don't know. Uh, cool, though. That makes me happy. I'm glad that there wasn't a lot of lag. Yep. Uh, says, I guess I have a few questions, both related to donations. Oh, good. Uh, I'm interested in the rate at which booster boxes were bought as the month went on. I suspect that a lot less were bought as more cards entered the market, but it was probably still awesome to have that initial extra income. Uh, yeah, it, I looked, and it is about, uh, like, the average day from, like, say, the 4th or the 5th on was about 5% as many booster boxes as we sold on the first day. So there was definitely, like, a spike that was significantly bigger than we expected the spike to be, and then uh, it it trickled off uh, pretty quickly. Um, Yeah. Uh, then uh, he goes on to ask you've talked a lot about donations steadily going down with the eventual release of the new game are you hoping this will help offset the loss of income from KOL yep Uh, hoping is one way of putting it Uh, desperately uh, clinging uh, to hope is another way Mm -hmm. eh we're going to be fine for a while Uh, but hopefully it'll uh, hopefully we'll have uh, we'll have uh, a thing on our hands you know the important thing is to make a good video game and if you build a better mousetrap, the world will beat off in a mug at your door. That's true. That's what they say, right? And we're not supposed to say that don- that fewer people are donating because then people go, oh, nobody's donating anymore, I better stop. What we need uh-huh. to say is so many people are still donating because then they'll go, oh, well, I should do what everybody else is doing and donate. So many people are still donating. So many. Uh, so a pretty good month because of the, the Alice's shawarma. Uh, also not a question, but I just have to say that I had this dream last night where Jake was meeting fans and some group of like four eighty-year-olds came up and some guy was saying how he was a decorated war veteran and he had just beaten the naughty sorcerers again and loved playing the game every day or something. Then a few of the ladies started arguing about something like old people do and one was saying to check the wiki. It was highly amusing. Do old people argue about stuff more than young people? I think they do. I think there's more bickering. Yeah? Is there more cantankerousness? You're saying between like a married couple. Yeah. I can't even imagine what my life would be like with more bickering. I think because I am a I am a bickersome son of a bitch. I am. Yeah. The bickering the bickering starts about about a year in, and uh, then it just continues, it makes everybody uncomfortable all the time. Yeah, you're That's... you're. It, it ranges from uncomfortable to adorable. With the current I... lady, it tends to be adorable. 
Oh, I don't, it, yeah, it's mostly kidding with the current lady. There, there's very little actual bickering that goes on. No, it's like, no, you're the cutest. No, you're the cutest. No, you're the cutest. Is that kind of bickering? Aww. Which I guess is pretty adorable. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Fucking hang up. Yeah. God damn. Uh, you know, I think it is. Uh, I think that that uh, not not that that we need to get off on this jag, but I think that's like uh, that's I, I reap what I sow. You know, with my uh, my uncompromising approach uh, to the fairer sex that you so frequently bemoan. <laughs> you don't bemoan it. You 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 make fun of it. I celebrate it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stupak2 says, Chick, I want your butt. So my question, can I have your butt? Yeah. I need to fix the thing before I put it out there. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Scully, he says, have you ever had any of Surly's beers? A friend in Minneapolis mailed me a couple Furious and Abrasive, and the Abrasive is one of the best beers I've ever tasted. See, I thought Furious and Abrasive was one of the offshoot, uh, spinoff shows of Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's the one where it's uh, Vin Diesel and Gilbert Gottfried. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, Surly's great. Um, it, they remind me a lot of Stone, I guess. Like Arrogant Bastard stuff. The Surly Furious is a pretty hoppy IPA. Uh, I like Surly Bender, which is uh, kind of Guinnessy. I mean, I think any beer that's black and dark and bitter is pretty much a Guinness. But you know, do you think that all Bender's black beers delicious. look and taste alike? They yeah, and they are all in trouble with the law. Hmm. Good. Uh. Okay, real question. Apparently, if you get a Wandering Monster, Feast of Boris, etc., on the same turn as a Semi-Rare, you get the Semi-Rare, but the counter on the Wandering Monster resets. This could be inconvenient with the Angel. doesn't take away one of your Angel Monsters, but they'll come later than otherwise, and that could mess some stuff up. Eh. You know, one of these days on the Thursday show, I'm going to do what I've been threatening to do and just read the, uh, read the shit, the adventure code out loud. <laughs> Every character, open bracket, carriage return, tab. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to even read the white space. That's poetic. No, I, I can't read the white space because then everybody will realize that I uh, put 40 lines of white space between each uh, two lines of code to make it seem like I'm writing more code. <laughs> That's because like, your boss is a real taskmaster. Yeah. Kingdom of Loathing is 10 billion lines of code. Yep. Uh, Turtle says, Jick, having listened to Advice Hot Dog number five and learning of the coming Hot Dog Network, I have to ask, how many podcasts? Not really any more than, than already. Uh, the, the, this thing that I'm going to do doesn't actually interfere it doesn't create any additional recording of stuff it is just doing the thing that I've been trying to do for forever with the Thursday thing and just try to spin the front half of it off into just a general video games podcast um, we'll see what happens you know perhaps it too will be new and notable uh, Julian says, am I going crazy or did the announcement regarding the April item of the month originally say Sunday night? Uh, yes, you uh, both, uh, you are going crazy. Uh, and well, that's the kind of forum, uh, that's the kind of forum guy I like. Member since, uh, September of 2007, 38 posts. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, am I going crazy or did, yeah, no, what, uh, yeah, I'm just, hi, I'm going to read the question again. I have no idea where I am right now. Mr. Skullhead. Somebody slipped a bunch of Ambien into my Quaaludes. Oh, again? I was having Quaalude tea. Yeah, it did say Sunday, and I forgot to uh, edit the one on the Twitter feed, actually. I changed it to Monday pretty quick because I realized, like, what the fuck? No way am I going to get everybody to work all day on Sunday. 
uh, like we did all day today. Uh, Mega Man Rock says, item of the month, musical instrument or shield? Pretty please. Uh, you know, one of these days we'll probably do something with the, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a pilgrim shield replacement. Um, you know, item of the month shield, but, uh, you know, not, not any, not any time tonight. <laughs> um, musical instrument, huh? Have we not done a musical instrument as an item of the month? I guess not. Twilight Heroes did a musical instrument as the item of the month uh, for this instrument I for this month. We should, we should probably do one too. Then he says, "Delete this." Oh. Uh, Psyche says, "Hello, Mr. Skullhead. The dill monster in the pickle factory includes a dough mess uh, in its miss messages. Subtle dildo joke, or am I just a pervert? Subtle? It's a fairly overt dildo joke, right?" Uh, also, Jake, I found out while reading a fairly technical book about Egyptian hieroglyphics that a phallus, sometimes drawn with a stream of jizz coming out of it, is an actual symbol used in some words that have to do with males. Being a serious linguistic scholar, of course, my first thought was to write into your show about it. Congratulations, Jake. Now, when I think of cocks and balls, I think of you. Well, that's true of so many ladies who are aware of me. Uh, did it say in the t technical book, with a stream of jizz coming out of it? Because <laughs> that'd be pretty cute. What do you what do you call that uh, the when there's a circle around a cartouche? The right. part of the hieroglyphic that's actually somebody's name. Oh, it's not the scaramouche. Uh, yeah, well, only if you can do the fandango. Mm. If you can't, the horizontal fandango. Mm. Uh, and if you have a if you have an empty cartouche, uh, you are you are said to have cartouche blanche to uh, name. Uh, that pharaoh, whatever you want. Right. Are they sure that there were actually phalluses, or was there some hieroglyphic that looked like a phallus that has had a 100% vandalism rate <laughs> in the intervening know. centuries? Because that's what I would guess happened. Oh, that reminds me, I forgot to mention that, uh, speaking of cartouche, uh, a car douche ran into my car on the freeway on Thursday. Wait, good thing your kid was in a, a car seat. Yep. Actually, we th we were making jokes about that the entire time. Uh-huh. But, uh, yep, just 65 miles an hour, somebody decided to change lanes into the front half of my car instead of... Cool. Yeah. So the car's in the shop, and, yeah. I also thought about your thing with insurance, because it's going to cost about six grand for the insurance company to fix it. So we'll see if my rates go up enough that I'll pay six grand over the life of the car. And that... that I feel like probably not. Yeah, I mean that's when you would use your insurance, right? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's just the the minor things. Because it man, turns you know, out, you know what I found out, uh, and I, I guess I should have known this, but I didn't. I didn't actually realize this until seeing some uh, data recently. Because uh, thankfully, you uh, you reminded Hot Stuff that our insurance was expiring tomorrow. Right. Uh, well, it was expiring the day after you said that. And, you know, all taken care of, no lapse in coverage, but, uh, Neat. damn, uh, glad you thought of that. Uh, yeah, it costs, like, two and a half times as much to insure a female of the same age and, like, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess they all have the pre-existing condition of being female, am I right? Ho-ho! All right, I have an idea, Mr. Skullhead, on how to make up for this iniquity. Uh, tell me what you think. I say that we pay women 75 cents on the dollar to men. That works. Okay. 
you know, I guess there's just a lot more shit. It's funny because uh, Riff's insurance is more expensive too because he's the one of us that's 35. Yeah. Everybody, get your funeral clothes ready. Uh, you know, there's a lot of shit that goes right. Women, women's shit is all complicated when they're of child rearing age, child bearing age. You know? Yeah. They go through a lot of discrete phase changes as time goes by. They, they bleed for five days and don't die, am I right? Oh. You can't trust, uh, you can't trust anything that if it bleeds, uh, we can kill it. You can't um, trust anything that's old enough to bleed and therefore old enough to breed. That's true. Yeah, good. Uh, get to the chopper. Yeah. Uh, Paul says, Did you guys watch AMC's new show, The Killing? If so, what are your thoughts about it? If not, which AMC shows do you watch, if any? Uh, well, I, my thoughts about it are that every AMC show is about killing or dead or death. Or uh, what? Is Breaking Bad an AMC show? Uh, possibly. Not, maybe that's a Showtime original series. You know, I'm pretty excited that Netflix is doing original series. That should be uh, that's interesting to see, sure. Reading their sort of corporate strategy made me pretty happy. It made me wish I could be as ruthless and as cutthroat. Well, okay, it made me wish that either I could be as ruthless and as cutthroat as you would have to be in order to enact that strategy, or I hadn't mostly hired all of my best friends when I started running a business. Uh -huh. um, you know, our, our, our method has its advantages. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they produce, because I think they won't put up with any bullshit. They've got Kevin Spacey. On, Ooh. The, on the thing, you know. Is he directing or is he, he acting? He's acting. Cool. Uh, you know, I wonder what that's going to do. I wonder how the other, like... I wonder how, like... I feel like there are, like, powerful unions at work that stop or, or try to stop a lot of shit from happening outside the scope of the major studios. Am I wrong about that? I feel like that's a thing I've heard. There are guilds, right? I mean, a guild is basically a yeah, union, the right? director's guild, the screen actors guild, etc. You can make I mean, you can make movies without using actors that are in the screen actors guild, but you're going to have a harder time distributing them. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like the, I, like I feel like the only thing that I know about those guilds is like ways in which they've restricted people's creative output and not any good things that they've done and that is probably because the only things you hear about are the shitty things yeah. right like it's not it's like do you think people are more prone to get angry about things that involve like celebrities than they are about things that involve like factory workers in in Minnesota uh, or maybe. Michigan well that's you know, kind I mean, of changing like the new right wing villain is the guy with a union job right so Wait, the right wing says he's a, a villain? Yeah. That was the guy whole... with the union job, not the union. Well, the union is the evil thing because it's holding back the economy and it's making it so these workers get way more compensation than the rest of us and that's why the country is in so much trouble. And You know, like, in Wisconsin it was the teachers and, like, the snowplow operators and shit for the city. It's like, these teachers have such luxurious benefits and salaries that they're bankrupting our state and we have to take those bargaining rights away from them because unions are terrible like I kind of don't care about collective bargaining rights in terms of like 
salary or whatever because that is kind of a market at work but like when i hear about things like you know you are not as a business owner allowed to fire someone if they're in the union like no matter how incompetent they are like the you know those are the kind of stories that make me uh, like not really knowing anything about anything kind of anti-union right like i am glad for the simplicity of running a business in a state where it's like well okay i it, it was up to me when i hired you and it's also up to me when i fire you well you know? unions exist because of jobs like jobs that we don't have and businesses like the like you don't run right right where like people are exist, where, so they, you for, you for totally replaceable labor i would argue though that as that a school teacher is not at least if we're if we are evaluating based on sane and effective criteria a school te- a school teacher is not a trivially replaceable laborer that is true um but the and, the narrative right sure now is that shit, they are. an actor is not right which is why i don't get i don't get why i don't get why any like multimillionaires need to be in any kind of union sure you know, the union exists for like the guy who's just starting out who you don't want to have your director say okay well we're going to pay you five bucks an hour for this and we're going to need you to do your own stunts so just like jump onto this charcoal grill and we'll hose you down right away so you don't get lit on fire right is that a real problem in Hollywood <laughs> well that's the reason that unions exist and we kind of lose sight of that because of how they some of the union shit has gotten a little bit up its own ass, but you I don't guess want, my question would be why is it union? Why is it the goal of a private organization to enforce like basic human rights? Right, because the government won't do it. Is that the argument? Yeah, you know, know. I mean, that's it. It seems like <laughs> for big questions like that, like the safety of your workers and stuff like that, and making sure that people have enough money to uh you know to to eat in exchange for their labor you you don't want that subject to to a private organization that has its own interests right well presumably the interest of the union is in the workers right so you had the instead of having the boss or the, the person who's running the business decide how many hours you work and what you get paid so that they're just exploiting you to the fullest extent that they can, all the workers get together and form a group, and then that group can that, kind of shove around the boss a little bit. Is there that big of a difference between a union and a company in that regard? Right? Like, Well, yeah. The company's business is to make money at the expense of the worker. The, the union's business is to make money by protecting the workers like if the union's I, not doing well, good I think it's I think it is an uncare it is an unfair uh, characterization of all businesses to say that their goal is to make money by exploiting workers right like well no but their goal is to make money so in the absence of any kind of corporate conscience conscience you get how do we maximize profit well we make people work longer hours and we pay them less you know, and so hey, here's, a, here's a, here's a, to say shorter hours and higher pay. Here's and a right wing argument. Right. Here's a right wing argument uh, that that uh, is going to come out of a come out of the, a libertarian bent. Um, if companies um, uh, exploit workers and maximize uh, in, you know, in an effort to maximize profits, uh, like say Walmart, Walmart treats its employees unfairly uh, because that's the way that they make the most money. 
Uh, I blame the people who shop at Walmart. I blame the people who are not willing to uh, pay twice as much uh, to buy from a store that uh, treats its workers ethically. Sure. Because if they did, it would go away if all the people who complained about Walmart didn't shop there. Actually, it's probably the case that people who complain about Walmart don't shop there. Right, but the problem is that there's not a critical mass of people who give a shit. Yeah, So that is a problem. In, in the interest of the people who work at Walmart. Actually, the people who work at Walmart aren't allowed to unionize. Good. Yeah, because then the prices would be higher because they would be treating their workers humanely. So I, You know, I've known a handful of people who worked at Walmart, and I've never heard them say anything bad about the way that they're treated, and I don't know. Well, I, no, like, that's because they have explosive collars. Oh, okay. Subdermal explosive collars. Wow. Walmart is, uh, Walmart is, you know, I'm not saying, like, I don't like Walmart, but I don't like Walmart because of their censorship policies, right? Like, I don't like that Walmart has, has created this system whereby you have to manufacture two copies of everything, one of which doesn't have the word fuck in it, mm. if you want anybody to buy your shit. But I am more, I am, I place the blame for that setup squarely on the shoulders of people whose only criterion for selecting the place at which they will buy a product is how cheap it is. Right. Right? Like, that. that is behavior. That, like, in the same way that a, that a corporation will operate based on profitability and profitability alone, if the populace operates based on individual immediate self-interest and that alone, you end up in this, like, inevitable spiral that ends up where we are now, right? Like, there ain't nobody blameless in this shit, man. Yeah. So the government, God, fucking Obama, blame that guy. He's not even from here. Yeah. That'd so yeah, that's fine. how I feel about AMC's new show, The Killing. Yeah, that, me too. No, let's get back to what I was actually talking about, though. Like, I wonder what that's going to do. Like, I wonder if if Netflix is making movies... If you're in this, I mean, is Kevin Spacey in the Screen Actors Guild? Yeah. Like, are there popular actors who who make a point of not being in the Screen Actors Guild? Or yeah, are there not? Of. You can't be a popular actor without the support of the Guild. Well, it's like, like Robert Rodriguez left the Directors Guild because they wouldn't let him have Quentin Tarantino as a guest director in Sin City. And also Frank Miller as a director in Sin City. They said there could only be one director per movie, unless mm-hmm. it's an anthology. So he quit, and I mean, he's been doing fine. Do you think? I mean, th- though you would argue that you know it, it's that same principle whereby uh, uh, what's that band? Okay, go. You know they're operating fine without a label, but nobody would know about them if they hadn't been on a label right. for a while, at least, right? Sure. Um, I mean, you same, can't become a member of the guild unless you've done some work already. Oh yeah. So you start out not being in there, and like you have I mean, to have like, some amount of screen time. What about? Do you think that Robert Rodriguez's friends call him Bob Rod? I hope so. That's what I would call him. In fact, I might start calling everybody that, just in case Bobby I someday Rod. run into. Just in case Robert. one of the people you know is Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. Hey, do you want to take a musical interlude? Oh, we could take a musical interlude. All right, we'll be back. What about a musical quaalude? We could take some musical ambient right now, and we'll be back in. Oh, call it. And we're back. Someone. And was that about to be a take on me? We're back. No, it's the Strokes. Oh. Ah. It's a different uh, Strokes than you're used to. Ooh. 
Whoa, shit. Man, this chair is all kinds of messed up. What the? Ah! Do you, uh, did you forget how to sit over the break? No. No. Ah. There we go. There we go. Uh, with these real mics, you gotta sit close to them and shit. You know? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Ah, oh, boy. Um... So anyway, I, I don't I, I don't think we actually talked about this. We kept trying to talk about it and kept getting distracted by other things. Right. Uh, what happens when there are more like sort of just outside of the industry viable places for like television shows to get made? Yeah. I mean, I think that Netflix is kind of inside the industry, right? They're still going to be working with people who are good at making television shows put together like they're going to be using the same crew and stuff that the networks are using yeah I guess that's true I mean they've, they've got such deals such a deal with uh, I, I can't really think of them as like an indie thing right huh no, I wouldn't. They are the, they're the man I wonder though I mean as the means of production get into more and more people's hands right like eh. well like do you think What's going to happen when anybody with a couple hundred dollars can make a recording at home that sounds like a professional studio recording? Again, what happened is a couple of people who are really talented broke through, and a bunch of people are able to make a decent living that wouldn't have been able to. And then, yeah. you know, the, the major studios are still getting the lion's share of the audience because they've got the lion's share of the distribution and promotion channels. So... Yeah, it's you weird. Can't beat the man, you know, Jake, you can't. I read this. Uh, I read this screed that Roger Ebert linked to about some guy saying, "Shut up!" All the people hating on Sucker Punch. Hmm. Like basically, the nerds are just jealous because Zack Snyder is better looking than they are. That wasn't re- <laughs> that wasn't really the thrust of it. That was in there a couple times though. Um, it was pretty good. Pretty good screed. I still want to see Sucker Punch. I'm afraid it's not going to be in the theater very long. Yeah. It didn't, it, yeah, it fell off a lot in business over the weekend. I'd like to see it. I I have a feeling that just, it's going to be one of those where, I'm like, that was a good example of what it was trying to do. What's the matter with you nerds? You know, right. like, like Tron Legacy, which is just like, why are you guys hating on this movie? It was a pretty good movie and way better than we could have expected. Like, it was hardly the Indiana Jones 4 of Tron. You know, uh, you know, I felt the same way about The Last Airbender. <laughs> I felt the same way about Indiana Jones 4, to be honest. It was an I Indiana Jones movie. Like it wasn't s- that great, but it wasn't an order of magnitude terribler than any of the old ones. Um, no. I mean, I I would almost argue that it was an order of magnitude worse than the old ones, but the old ones were good enough that that's okay. It still didn't make it a terrible movie. I mean, I don't feel like... I don't feel like my mouth has been shat in by Indiana Jones 4, certainly. I felt like, the, like if you watched the first three with a clear eye, you would see some special effects that looked amazingly shitty at times, which sure. is a, a huge complaint that people had about 4. You would see parts of it that were kind of inappropriately wacky, which is the same that they were complaining about in 4. You, and you would see that, like, I don't know, one of the characters is annoying in every one of them. And in that one, it was Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I think I a know. lot of the complaint was just, like, this movie didn't come out when I was 12. 
Like, goddamn, damn. I have a better eye for appreciating the, the vagarities of cinema now, and that sucks. You know what was pretty goddamn good was Source Code. That I would really like to see. That's from yeah. the guy who did Moon, right? Yep. Ah, uh, yes. And the, the yeah, guy who oh, oh, came yeah. out of uh, David Bowie's penis. Yep. Half of him did, anyway. I'm not sure which yeah. half. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. It could have gone really wrong, but it didn't. I heard that the ending was dumb. Was the ending dumb? I, I did not think that the ending was dumb. Huh. Um... It's, you know, there is some stuff that is inadequately explained, right? But it never really bothers me unless it creates giant gaping plot holes, which I feel like, you know, it it would be possible to say that it did Uh, in that case. But, like, it doesn't bother me when technology is inadequately explained, you know? Because I don't feel like magic is adequately explained in Lord of the Rings, and it doesn't suffer from that at all. Like, you don't want somebody to stop and go, well, you see, the way that the time travel technology works is we're actually reconstructing the man's brain in a computer and we're inserting him into a computer simulation. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you. Yeah. However that works can, is how it works. Yeah, they can nod to that a little, you know. I mean, they can they can talk about it the way that you would if you were that guy there and you didn't have time to explain it to somebody who wasn't going to understand it anyway. Right. Right? And that's that's fine. It was, you know, uh, the, that movie was pretty much like Moon crossed with Groundhog Day. Huh. Which, you know, it's just good. Sort of like, it's got that kind of uh, Twilight Zone level of existential horror going on. <laughs> um, but, you know, in the same way that Moon, once you figure out what's going on, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> That's horrible, you know. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched The Walking Dead. And that reminds me, I need to buy that now that you can buy it, because I uh, I got it from a third-hand pirate. You know, some pirates, they lose a hand and replace it with a hook. This pirate actually had a third hand. Oh, excellent. Or at least that's what he called his dick. Good old third hand. <laughs> he would often exhort me to shake his third hand. Oh, shake it a little longer. We're not quite introduced yet. <laughs> ah, nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, no, I've not heard of the killing. I have not had cable in a couple of years at this point. Um, and even when I did, did I have a AMC? Is that a premium channel? Uh, no. I think I had a HBO. It's basic cable. Cool. Um, Turing says, have you guys considered adding other ways for us to get rid of unwanted items besides auto-selling? For example, something like Susie's Familiar Shelter, which I read as Susie's Familiar Shitter, uh, and Hot Dog Factory, where we could trade in extra familiar hatchlings for hot dogs. Basically a way to get rid of non-consumables in exchange for consumables. I mean, Pulverize was kind of that. There are a very limited number of remaining non-consumable items, right? Like, familiar hatchlings are the ones that people feel that way about and I don't know I don't know what to do about that I feel weird about I would feel weird about putting in a thing where you like I mean I don't know why I don't feel weird about making an, an omelet out of a gru egg right. and eating it why don't I feel weird about that because I feel like that is, that is dark abortion. and it is okay because it is limited well you're in favor of abortion you're just not in favor of murder I learned a thing 
uh, reading reading around on Wikipedia about about chickens and eggs. Um, a cockatrice, uh, mythologically, like in in folklore, was thought to be what would hatch from an egg with no yolk. Huh. Which was thought to have been laid by mistake by a cock. Right? Instead, like, every once in a while that just happens, right? Like, there's some shit that can go wrong when a chicken is laying an egg and it won't have a yolk in it. Uh Or, like, sometimes the first egg a chicken lays won't have a yolk in it. You know, like, when you smoke... The first time you smoke weed, you totally don't get high. I don't remember that happening at all. Yeah, I think we've had this conversation and both of us got high as fuck the first time we smoked weed. Well, you should know, the first time I smoked weed was with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, was I high? I think I was totally high. I think you were totally high. Guys, I can't feel my tongue. No, that wasn't you. That was Disco Banjo. Right. Guys, does your tongue feel weird? My tongue feels weird. Guys, I can't feel my tongue. Uh, yeah, but that's what happens if you let one of those eggs hatch by accident. Is a cockatrice comes out. Which is like a bird-lizard hybrid that can turn you to stone. So apparently, like, the soul of the chicken is in the yolk? I don't know, man. The The... The yolk is the part that stops it from being a petrifying lizard beast. Oh, okay. And just turns into a regular old chicken. Who knew? God damn, I have more eggs than sense. <laughs> I keep eating, like, more eggs than I feel is advisable, and the eggs keep on piling up. It's crazy. I gotta start an eggery. Does anybody in, the, in our operation eat eggs? Yeah, everybody eats eggs. Uh, you know, I'll be able to. I'll be able to start giving. I, I like. I don't feel like giving them away now because I put all the effort into raising these things. I'm like, mine, mine. I'm just gonna fill a swimming pool with them and, and to dive into it like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> that could get a little scratchy. That would be awesome, actually. I wonder. I wonder what we. I mean, it would be like a sort of a real slimy ball pit, which is to say, a <laughs> ball pit. All right. Uh, Lucas Endura says, besides Kingdom of Loathing, Ascension, and Twilight Heroes, Redcon, what other games are you aware of that have any sort of similar replay with previous skill sort of gameplay feature? I... I don't know. I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not it is a an idea that would be totally unworkable in like a sort of a mainstream traditional MMO. Like, if people wouldn't want... I very much enjoy starting over. In games, uh-huh. right? And what that often means is that I will play through the, you know, if there's a game that lasts 20 hours, I will play through the first hour of it three or four times <laughs> with different variations, and then that's it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like with skill stuff, you know, it it creates a different kind of the longer you've been around, the more powerful you are problem, uh-huh. right? But, I mean, that's not a thing that, you know, like say Eve Online, that they, they certainly don't give a shit about that. Like that's just a flat out feature of the game. That like, the longer it has been since you signed up for your account, the more powerful you are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not aware of anything that uses it quite as fundamentally as these games do. Oh, except for a fantasy university, the totally original fantasy university. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? Uh, did you see that post? Which post? Uh, somebody sent in a radio bugbear question. Uh, what did he say? Uh, let me look at it. 
Uh, Green and 72 says, Dear Jick, I took the liberty of asking the Fantasy University people about the game's roots, and they went ahead and denied any possible link between KOL and it. Dicks? I think so. And then links to a thing on the Congregate forums where they're like, yeah, none of the people involved in making any of the decisions about Fantasy University ever played KOL. Uh-huh. A member of our QA team, so, uh, okay, that doesn't preclude us from knowing a little bit about it, and other members of our team are definitely fans. Yeah. Yeah. Our artist drew the tutorial on the map as a discreet tip of the hat to a game that shares similarities with us. Yeah. Huh. Pretty, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that, Mr. Skullhead? Are you reading it? Yeah, I'm kind of paging through it. and Yeah, that's obnoxious. It's a shame that it would be pointless and stupid of us to answer that. that yeah. That's the kind of thread that makes me want to post in it, but, yeah. It is entirely, like, I liked them better when they said, yeah, we were inspired by Kingdom of Loathing. Yeah. Because they clearly are. To just say, like, no, nah, I've never <coughs> heard of that shit, ever. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> to be fair, people were attacking them pretty hard in that thread. So I sure. can see them getting defensive, but on the other hand, if you don't want people to attack you for ripping off a game that a lot of people like, then don't rip off a game a lot of people like. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm curious how that's going to play out. Yeah. I just, you know, what surprises me is the number of people that it took to make that game and looking at the credits. Yeah. Right. Um, <coughs> I don't know. I would like to play it. I would like to play it, but I can't because it is too laggy. Like, I don't have the patience to slog through even the initial allotment of turns because every action that is performed is like sluggish. And not being familiar with the interface, I don't know how to tell when things have finished and shit. So it's like turtle uh, links to uh, links to the giant. I did not realize that giant bomb uh, like they seem to have a kind of a database of games with various like tropes cross indexed, huh? Which is kind of neat. Uh, we weren't in it. That makes me sad. <laughs> I. I which I, it makes me wonder if that's, you know, maybe maybe they don't rate uh, browser games at all in there. Mm. Maybe they feel that browser games don't rate. Because I know Jeff Gersman is heavily involved in Giant Bomb, and he has played KOL and indicated that he liked it. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's like a... I don't know. I am curious about... Although when I looked at there, there was some fucked up thing about the layout. Like, there was some bar that was clearly supposed to just be a navigation bar on the top that filled up the entire screen for some reason. Uh, so I don't know what that was all about. Hey, are you using Firefox 4? No. You're not. I'm still oh, using you know, Chrome. Oh, you stopped using Firefox a long time ago. You switched to Chrome. Yep. Okay. I wonder if Firefox 4 is the point that makes me also jump that shark. <laughs> that's not really a... That's not a good use of that phrase at all. Like, there was a... There was just a time when, like, every day for a week... Every time I opened Firefox, it updated to a new build and then wanted to download the, like, re-download the add-ons that I don't really even use for anything, and then some 
video program I downloaded installed a toolbar on Firefox that I couldn't figure out how to get rid of, and I just got tired of it taking, like, 30 seconds for my browser to open, and Chrome was just kind of instantaneous, and it, I think I have the same experience with Chrome that I did with Windows Vista that nobody else did, where Chrome has just always worked with everything without me fucking with it at all. Huh. And, like, I haven't heard anybody else say that. All I've heard is how much it sucks, but I haven't had that experience at all. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I know about Chrome, I mean, I base all of my generalizations about Chrome on how many bug reports we got when it first rolled <laughs> of just simplest things not working right with uh. it. Um, and, you know, it's possible that they fixed all that shit like a week later, but I just had such a bad taste in my mouth from, like, looking at it and saying, what the fuck? Which, yeah, there's all kinds of problems with uh, Firefox 4 and KOL, apparently. Um, I got... Uh, I've been messing with Windows 7 on the laptop that I got to replace the multiple broken computers that we used to do the radio show from. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would, although... We've spent collectively maybe four hours trying to get the wireless card to work right. Huh. So, you know, maybe there's a hardware problem, but I don't... I don't know. Well, both Jess's laptop that we got a year ago and mine that I got three weeks ago are Windows 7, and it's fine. I think, I think it's just kind of transparent. There's not a whole lot of cool new features or anything, but... Yeah, which to me... If that's if that's how you feel about it, like what was the need to create a new operating system, right? Like I don't want to be one of those like cantankerous guys that's like, why do you keep changing shit? My old operating system is better than this new bullshit, right? Because I eventually make the transition, right? Like I skip every couple, no, I probably skip two out of three builds of Windows, right? Like I never use Windows at all until '95. And then I, you know, 98 was just kind of an incremental upgrade, a series of incremental upgrades to 95. But then it was like from that to XP, sort of. I used Windows 2000 for a while, I guess. Yeah. But like, it do, at Windows 7 does not do anything that Windows XP didn't do. Right. Right. And nothing about the way people use computers. I mean, and I guess you could have always said this, right? Like, I guess Windows 95, apart from having native support for getting on the Internet, Windows 95 didn't do anything that Windows 3.1 didn't do, I guess, except it, like, ran as a whole thing and wasn't obviously running on top of DOS. Right. You know, I, it was running on top of DOS, but it just it never let you see that. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. You know, I feel like in... Eh, in the computer industry, there is a great deal of pressure from the people making things to continue to innovate, whether innovation is necessary or not. And I guess that drive is what creates the innovation that does happen. <coughs> right. But nothing about Windows 7 makes it worth learning the quirks of a new operating system. You know? Well, I think for better or for worse, 7 is definitely just a service pack to Vista. Yeah. And I probably would have felt cheated. Like, I'm definitely not going to pay to upgrade my desktop from Vista to 7. But, you know, I don't care that the laptop I bought has that on it instead. 
it's just a slightly better version of Vista, so right on. You know, there are all these things. Like, I, I read this this article that was like, all right, here are all these complaints that you curmudgeons have about Windows 7, and here's why the new way is better. And in a lot of cases, it was like, yeah, okay. You know, a lot of it, it's like, well, I'm mad because I use, like, the run command all the time, and they took that away, but they didn't really take that away. It still works with the same shortcut that it used to, and they pointed out that, like, the search window, the search uh, box in the start menu does everything that the run command does, only it does it a little better. You know? Yeah. Which, by and large, the only thing that I use the run command for is to load the calculator and uh, to uh, open directories. Or network drives, or whatever, and that still works the same, I guess. Does a lot of crazy shit where it's like halfway towards Mac OS in terms of like trying to hide shit from you, uh-huh. and it just makes it so if you actually know what you're doing, it's frustrating because it's like you know I save this file to the C, I save this file to the root directory of the C drive because that's where I want to keep it so that I can find it when I go over here to just drag it onto this network drive, whatever. And that's not the way they want you to do things anymore. But you save something to the C drive, and then you go to the C drive, and it's not there. And then you search for that file, and it's in some weird, like, virtual storage copy of the C drive that's associated with your user account. Yeah. Um, And I guess you can change that, but I don't know what that's called, so I don't know how to go change it. Yeah. Um, Ah, yeah, I don't know. Wamblam TY, ma'am, says, Have any of you guys played Shadow Era? It's a great desktop slash iOS map. The coast hasn't made their own. And then Wim says, Wow, I'm shocked that that company hasn't been sued by Blizzard or Cryptozoic. I don't know who Cryptozoic is. It's a union for, like, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, okay. I'm going to look up Cryptozoic. Uh, No, no. Okay. They made the Lookouts board game? They made... The World of Warcraft trading card game. Okay, that was that makes sense. Sure. I wonder if the Lookouts board game is going to be any good. I like those comics. Yeah. Did you read those? The stuff when Penny Arcade was like saying, "We're going in a different direction for a while, and we're going to pick, we're going to show you guys a bunch of different directions." I thought that all of them were really good. I thought that uh, the the one with the scouts in the woods thing. Yeah, that's the Lookouts. lookouts. That was a really good concept that just crashed when they handed it over to the terrible artists. Yeah. I, I felt like their stuff was really good, and everything that happened after that I kind of didn't pay any attention to. Like, yeah, well, there was the single page. They're like, wow, that looks really cool. And then the rest of the story was done in, like, kind of blurry confuso vision. Like, how are you somebody who makes a webcomic if you can't, put a page together where it's possible to tell what the fuck is happening. But yeah. Hmm. No, the barrier to entry is low. Kind of like with your mom. (laughs) Oh! You know, entry. That was a sex joke about entry. Uh, And your mom. You know what the best job on the Starship Enterprise is? Hmm. Data entry. Uh, Blue Scream says, can we have a simple item of the month soon? I love the stuff that's been coming out, but there's something to be said for simplicity. And then Blister Guy says, what do you mean when you say simple? Something that doesn't take days to figure out. A half and half familiar, haiku katana, etc. 
Uh, does Scully get to run ASIM when Jick dies of acute mountain lion exposure? If so, does that mean he'll go to prison for not paying his own disability tax? No, it's workman's comp. Right. We're we're slowly learning about that shit, I guess. <laughs> how how the fuck are you supposed to know these things? I have no idea. I mean, like, is this what business school is for? Maybe. Like, is this why you can get a degree in business? Because, I mean, to me, it seems like the best way to start a business is by doing whatever it is that your business does well enough to get paid for it. Right. Right? Like, saying, I'm going to I'm gonna business today. That seems like the kind of guy who would know that if you have an employee in the state of Minnesota, that you have to have workman's comp insurance in the state of Minnesota. Um. I think we don't have to have workman's comp insurance. I just think we have to prove that we're solvent enough that when you sue us for tripping on your own staircase in your house, that we can pay your claim. It would have to be like, if my computer shorted out and electrocuted me. Right. (laughs) Which could happen. I mean, you you do do most of your computing work in the pool. Yeah. Or the bathtub. Stupak says, Haiku Katana took for fucking ever to actually figure out. I guess most people don't care about the average returns on things, but Jesus, that took a long time to spade. Yeah, I think most people don't care about the thing that you're talking about. Like, I don't know. I mean, the Haiku Katana was... I mean, I guess the majority of the work to make the Haiku Katana happen was the total Haiku overhaul of the entire goddamn game. Uh, so that was the most work for me of probably any item of the month that we've ever done but that was actually for the haiku dungeon as a zone Um, we already answered uh, that the thing to be said for simple items of the month is that they don't sell as well as the complicated ones Sometimes they do. I mean, the, the yeah, the, the Florin, Florin retorts with exactly the same thing. The answer to that on Tuesday was that Simple doesn't sell. You know, it <clears throat> that isn't necessarily true, right? Simple gear, gear doesn't sell. Most simple things are gear, right? Uh-huh. But, you know, the thing about half and half familiars is that we've pretty much done them all. Yeah. But when's the last familiar? What's the last familiar that we did? Let's do something that's half robot reindeer. Yeah, half robot reindeer and half um, mayfly bait. Yeah. Uh, Stupak says, Jick, do the code show. Do the code show. <laughs> also, if the thing you need to fix with the butts is making them not drop items, then boo, that makes them so awesome. If not, then yay butts. Well, I'm going to do what I was going to do in the beginning, which was to make those items pickpocket only. Um They'll still have a 100% drop rate, but you will have to be either in bird form or a moxie class to get them. Because uh, that's funny. Yeah. But it was too limiting for an April Fool's event to have them be pickpocket only. Um, and the fights with our butts on April Fool's Day used a slightly different version of the fight code uh, for that kind of stuff. And so I have to actually, we will have to actually make photocopies and put them in a clan somewhere in order to get. Uh, in order to get them into the Faxbot network, um, which I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a, uh, what do you call it, a cohort, in order to do that because I can't leave my clan because I'm the leader. Um, yeah, so I have to change the conditionals on all the item drops because if we just did it now, you would not get the items at all. So I need to do the opposite of what you told me not to do. <clears throat> 
Uh, can we make huge pumpkin pies, says Blue Scream? I keep forgetting to pick my patch, and it's getting a tad irritating. Yeah, your mom keeps forgetting to pick her patch, and it's getting irritating to my face. Oh, hey. Blue Scream? That's... Uh, I don't know. What would a huge pumpkin pie do? Uh, it could just be like a regular pumpkin pie, but it could take a long time to eat it. It could give you negative adventures. I feel that pain, though, because every four days I go, ah, fuck, and go pick my ginormous pumpkin. I'm getting to mm-hmm. where every three days I go, ah, sweet, and pick three pumpkins, though, so you just gotta train yourself a little bit. <clears throat> I mean, I wonder if we could do something like make the ginormous pumpkin pulverizable into three pumpkins. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if you've already that. got the one, then you don't want any more of them, and it is just a matter of forgetting... I mean, it's not gear, so it'd be weird for it to be pulverizable. Maybe, maybe we'll open Susie's uh, familiar shittery and hot dog fucker. Right. You know, like that girl from high school. <laughs> I don't know why I keep thinking about that all the time. Maybe it's because I've been spending a lot of time talking about hot dogs. There was a girl in high school who fucked a hot dog? Now, there's a girl at every high school. That oh, right. There's, like, this urban legend everywhere of the girl who was masturbating with a hot dog, and it, like, got stuck inside her, and she had to be hospitalized, and it had to be surgically removed. Oh, right, yeah. Like, they had to use a hot dog knife to cut into her mons veneris. So, is it considered sexist to describe STDs as venereal diseases? Well, no, because they're talking about Venus, the goddess of love. Well, you, okay, you said that yeah. already. So, I bet it's still considered sexist. Everything is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fred Levi says, So is this Valhalla revamp going to include a new temporal riff scene that's a reference to the ending of The Truman Show where Jick, creator of Kingdom of Loathing, directly addresses the player? It would solve your phobia that no one knows who the creators are. I wasn't aware that I had such a phobia. Yeah, me neither. I don't really expect most of the people who play the game to know the names of the people that made it. Like, I feel like that's one of those things where most people who watch movies don't know who the directors are uh, and stuff like that. And how, like, it was a weird turning point in me for me in, like, my understanding, you know, the movies as a medium in, like, realizing, oh, wait, like, th- this is a thing. Like, people have careers in this. This is not just, like, the, they, they, they come out of Jesus' head fully formed. <laughs> like, Athena. No, I'm sorry, Saint Athena. <laughs> um, Oracle of Wuffing says, So when's the next time we get to see the Spectral Pickle Factory, Scully? None may know the hour of its coming and going. Squeezely Beasley says, With so many IT nerds in the player base, have you ever thought about an open source parts to this game? Not sure how that could be implemented. Could it be? No. 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 This is a commercial product that I and my loved ones rely on in order to make a living, <clears throat> there will be nearly no merit to making any parts of it open source. Yeah. Open source is not like a good unto itself. Data Vortex will yell at us and disagree. <laughs> Stupak2 says, pickpocket only is perfect. And yeah, just whitelist me to all your clans. Yeah, in your dreams, buddy. Man, I got so many clans. I got clans coming out my asshole. No, wait, I've got clansmen coming in my asshole. <laughs> no way, dude. You're you're way too foreign-looking for a clansman to have sex with you. Uh, no, it's their secret shame. 
<laughs> I'm their guilty pleasure. Uh, Mamilka says, what compelled you to devise an online game such as KOL, which references anything found in pop culture? Oh, an online game such as KOL. You mean Fantasy University? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I, I don't even remember anymore. Ninja Bandit 6 says, why did Jack and Skelly get together and make the game? We, we got together. We got together long ago in the ancient mists of history. Remember back in the days when you had hair and I never got laid? Yeah. I remember back when uh, we were, briefly, we were Mohawk and Baldy. Because you were rocking mm. the, the Mohawk and I had the shaved head. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, I did rock a mohawk a number of times. Yeah, it was a it was a market improvement over your high school hair. I and liked my high school hair. To be fair, my shaved head was a market improvement over my high school hair, which was to grow it out as long as I could and then not do anything with it. That's what I do now. Yeah, but you can wear it. Yeah, mine kind of stops just south of my ears and then. Mm grows out sideways no matter how long looks, I let it grow. You look pretty good in, in that gothy picture of you with the long hair. You uh you were you were dating a, a, a sexy goth lady. You were rocking briefly, it. Briefly, yeah. Yeah, but she was hot. No problem there. Uh, yeah, I had no problem bagging the drama bitches, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you didn't get a lot of laid though. No. I got laid the summer after high school. Those chicks didn't those chicks didn't put out they were saving themselves for a vampire. Yep. Or, or Jesus. Or some sort of vampire-Jesus hybrid. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Jesus driving a hybrid. That is also a vampire. A hybrid a vampire that runs on seat. human blood and electricity. Oh, yeah. Uh, what would a vampire hybrid be called? Uh, like a, I don't know, a Priestula, Maybe. Uh, a false uh, brochula. A Lestat LeBaron. Uh, uh, Vlad Tesla. I. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that sucks that your car's all fucked up. A Volt Ferratu. <laughs> Alright. Uh, is your car still in the shop? Yeah, I didn't get it for two weeks or so. Oh, damn, is your insurance company paying for a rental? They are. I uh, I rented a Kia Soul because it, it looked pretty and my little sister drives one and she likes it, but yeah, it kind of sucks. It's like a like a Scion wannabe, kind of mm. squarish. So sits, it's like all minivanny? Sits decently high off the ground, but no, it's like small. Like it looks like a, a box on wheels, but it's smaller than the Prius. Hmm. But I got uh, the white one, and with the, uh, with the like black trim on the white thing and the way that the windows are, it looks like a storm. You know, I'm, storm I'm a big helmet. fan of black trim. Everybody knows that. Oh. It's fun, though. It's like, it's like driving a little stormtrooper helmet all over town. Or maybe mm. a big one, you know, kind of bigger than, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's a that seems like a big helmet. Well, maybe, like, in this scenario, I'm a tiny guy. <laughs> okay. And you're right that there's no scenario in which I'm a tiny guy. Uh, well, man, look, I wasn't going to say anything, buddy. I know, but I was going to give you—I wasn't going to give you the chance to not say anything. 
Space Piranha says, Dear Jack and Scully, keep up the good work. Canada is proud of you. How can Canada be proud of us? <coughs> we ain't no damn Canadians. We ain't never done nothing for no Canada. I guess, I mean, is it possible to be proud of... Like, I always think of pride as a thing where you... Uh, oh, that's a picture of a Kia Soul. I thought it was S-O-L, like you were driving the sun. Oh, wow, that does look like a Stormtrooper's helmet. I'm saying... That's crazy and angular. It looks like a cartoon version of a car. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm a fan of cars with kind of extreme styling. It's a recessive yeah. gay gene in me, but, you know. Definitely stylized. Uh, I think of pride as a thing you have of your children, or like, say, a native son. Right. Like, America could be proud of us. No, America's ashamed of us. Maybe it does make sense for Canada to be proud of us. Yeah. We do our part to keep Canada dry in our refrigerators at all time. And we keep Canada clearly. Boy, I wish. I just posted a spoiler into radio chat. I don't think anybody picked up on it, though. Hmm. I didn't see it. I had a... I have an effect. Uh-oh. I've removed it. <laughs> Uh, people, uh, that might that might be a while before it, that actually comes out in the game. Uh, man, I got boy. You know what I'm gonna have is a delicious fucking pizza waiting for me. Right you on. know what? You know what I did today? I downloaded an app, Mr. Skullhead, that will allow me get this to order a pizza using nothing but my telephone. No fucking way. I know, right? Um, I'm actually pretty excited about this Papa John's app. I mean, you wouldn't be because you hate Papa John's. Yeah, because it enables you to pay $50 for two pizzas. There's always a special. It's one of those things where it's like Bed Bath & Beyond. There is always a special. Every time I ordered pizza from Papa John's, it cost $50. So I finally quit ordering pizza from Papa John's. $50 for a single pizza? No, $30 for a single pizza. Because you'd start with a coupon, and by the time you placed your order, they'd be like... Okay, that'll be $30, and then you were too... It was too awkward for you to say, Wait a minute, this coupon says nine ninety nine. you asshole. So you'd pay the $30, and you'd get your pizza, and you'd say, God damn it, I'm never doing this again. Fortunately here, like, a couple of blocks from our place is Ghetto Pizza, which is fantastic pizza, and is like $8 if you go pick it up. Huh. I thought you said Ghetto Pizza, and I was like, Is that really what they're called? They're not. They're they're called pair of dice pizza. Like their logo is a pair of dice. Hmm. But uh, you know, despite that, the pizza's really good. I don't know. When I was in college, you got the coupon out of the onion, and Papa John's was like seven bucks for a large one-topping pizza. That that never happened. It's it's always fifty. Okay. okay. I mean, I got. You were just too <clears throat> high. You didn't realize. I didn't realize. Yeah. That I, the, what I thought was a $7 bill was actually a 50 Right. I was slipping the guy every time. Uh, I ordered a large three-topping pizza, and it was $10, and I added an extra side of garlic sauce and some extra pepperoncinis, which I know that's a ripoff. I know that for the, for the 75 cents that I pay for three wilty-ass pepperoncinis, I could buy, you know, probably a quarter of a jar of delicious, crisp, fresh pepperoncinis. Right. But I'm just never going to remember to do that. Yeah. Uh. But it ended up being like $14 total for a large three-topping pizza and extra garlic sauce and some extra chepper, chepper, chepies, chappies. Chepper chippers? Not 50, not 30, but 
buddy. Yeah, that, that never happened to me. More power to you. Delicious and affordable. I think you're just terrible at ordering pizza. That might be. Maybe every time I order Do you keep selecting extra cost 10. as one of your toppings? It's the doubloons that I order as a topping instead of pepperoni. Solid gold pepperoni. Yep. Uh, Kane says, did you guys anticipate the extent to which the fax machines would be abused in the coordination and library of monsters that they would create? Yes, I did. Yeah, I wouldn't and say I, abused. I would say celebrated. Yeah. You know, we, we knew that that would be possible. We knew that it would be a neat effort for people to go to. And it's like, you know, that's fine. Like, the people who said, oh, God, you're basically just letting us fight any monster, only you're making it a pain in the ass. Just let us fight any monster. We were like, no, we're giving you the opportunity to make something operate to its fullest potential by being industrious and spending a lot of resources and being really organized. And you know what? People fucking rose to the occasion, and it was awesome. It is an, it is epic in scale and scope, and it's grand, grandeur. Its grandeur is epic. <clears throat> the epics in which it is is yeah. Some some store opened next to Kids That Rip Skateboard School, uh, that is called Epic, and I don't know what they sell yet. Uh, are you aware of like a chain of stores called Epic? Is it some bullshit like they sell I don't know bikini wax treatments? Not that I know. Man, that girl had an epic snatch. No, <laughs> it's like body by God, snatch by Epic. Uh, no I'm sorry body by god two if by sea Uh, doesn't that sound like a thing though I mean there's epic mega games right Um, you know what I learned about the name videogameshotdog.com is that it very much looks like video game shot dog (laughs) and that is awesome absolutely <clears throat> you know, like King Domo Flothing. <laughs> I really wanted the king. Like that was the original idea was that the King of Loathing was going to be King Domo Flothing. Uh, Lug says, "Who's the most annoying player?" Boy, I don't even know anymore. I don't pay attention to you, teaming masses. You huddled the huddled masses. Uh, let's. Why doesn't the game, says Archmage84, allow path to Bad Moon runs? Oh, because the Bad Moon was already, like, making a whole separate set of leaderboards, and I didn't want it to be, like, a Gargantutron set of leaderboards that was all Gargantutron. Yeah, I mean, you can voluntarily do that for bragging rights. Yeah, you can. We're not going to stop uh, you. No, we're not. No, we are not. Um... It would be cool, says Funky D, if the Strung Up Quartet's post-combat message could change in content and or frequency depending on what zone you're adventuring in. Thanks. Yeah, I would argue that that's one of those things that seems like a cool idea, but it is a lot of work for comparatively little benefit. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. Um, you know, if we had done things, like, you know, and it's like, this, this kind of makes me wonder what A Kingdom of Loathing 2 would be like. You know, if we did things like we have decided from the beginning that we are designating certain zones as outdoors and certain zones as indoors and certain zones as underground and certain zones as underwater and whatever. And, we, you know, we do a little bit of that. But, like, I could see, like, oh, you know, you hear a muffled uh, quartet. 
through the dirt that is above you because you're underground and they're playing this song. See, that's the kind of quality writing we would do given the opportunity to do that kind of quality writing. Oh, yeah. You're seeing how the magic happens. And uh, word for word, we would do that. Uh, Reggie Neely says, What if putting bad combinations into the adding machine gave you back a random small scroll? Might help against skew that might not exist. Uh, you know, there needs to be some rethinking of the way that whole thing works. Because yeah. uh, that is a point where people get stuck a lot of the time. We've already got what I think is a fucking awesome idea for the uh, dictionary portion of the quest. Um, we need to talk about what to do. It's weird. Does that zone feel dated to you? Yeah. We were so excited when we found out about Leadspeak. Yeah. And I feel like it's not something you see a lot these days. But then neither is Badger <clears throat> Mushroom. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, and th- that's the thing. Like, it, it seems like... I have, this, I have this feeling, like, maybe that's a thing that doesn't belong in the core progression anymore. Uh-huh. Because it's less making fun of video games than, like, this kind of unspecified making fun of internet culture. But I don't know. I mean, I, like, that is, a, that is an instinct that I don't trust. Right. It's not an instinct. It's just a feeling that I don't necessarily trust. You know, it's like, I wouldn't get rid of it, right? But I wonder if just, like, replacing it with something else would be the right way to revamp that quest. Huh. No, like getting across, you know, you still get across the orc chasm, but then on the other side, like why, that, like there's not a lot of narrative cohesion, right? Like why is the Baron Rothlum Fow on the other side of the orc chasm? Because it's funny. Yeah, it's funny, but it's, but it's not funny in a coherent way, right? Like it doesn't, the, the, the elements of it don't have anything to do with one another. That's true. Right? Like, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know that. You know, I guess all of the elements of like the McLarge Huge Quest are are thematically relevant. You know, they're relevant to the big Yeti hunt, but you never get to go on. Right. Um, I don't. You know, just just spitballing, just spitballing. Not uh, not saying anything. Not saying we're going to do anything or that we're not going to do anything. I was just curious as to how you felt about that whole thing. How do people feel about Leet Speak? Uh, Seven says that only 14-year-olds do it now. Really? Do 14-year-olds do it? Uh, I guess so. I spent a good amount of time, uh, for whatever reason, yesterday, watching a chat scroll by on a random congregate channel and reading it aloud. (laughs) Um, And... Almost every uh, almost every utterance had a less than three in it somewhere. Well, of course. Yeah. And then somebody did a less than three, 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 and they said that looks like an ice cream cone with a big stack of butts on it. Har har har. Almost everybody in this chat room was like ten. Yeah. yeah I immediately turn off the chat anytime I go into congregate. I, I don't usually actively turn it off. I just never really, I never pay a lot of attention to it. It's just there. I've I've learned to block out that part of the screen. One time I uh, started narrating uh, a story as though I were the protagonist of Kenny Rogers, the Gambler. <laughs> um, that went that went over pretty well. 
Vladimir Jones says, regarding the discussion of duck vaginas on Thursday's show, female ducks are very selective in mate choice. The advent of duck rape culture allowed males that would not normally be selected the chance to reproduce. This is a problem for female ducks, as then they expend energy raising ducklings with subpar genes. The evolution of labyrinthine vaginas allowed female ducks to prevent fertilization by male ducks if they desired, thus reducing the efficacy of forceful copulation. In the evolutionary arms race, forced copulation by multiple males makes it difficult for the female to select a twisted penis to let inside. Too long, don't read. Biology is awesome. Biology is, uh, I guess, awesome. Good old duck vaginas. You know, every once in a while I find out about something in nature that just makes me really, really glad that I don't believe in God. <laughs> in the, because uh, there, the there are just a lot of vagina. things in the world that I am so glad that I'm not at the mercy of something that created that on purpose. Right. Just the shit that lays its eggs inside things that the young then eat alive and shit like that. Yeah. You know, animals whose purpose in life, whose whose reproductive cycle relies on, you know, tricking other animals into eating their own feces. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, on that eating their own feces note, what do you say we blow this popsicle stand? Hey, excellent. By this popsicle stand, do you mean my penis by any chance? Uh, Yeah. Do, do you say blow your penis? Yes, blow this penis. Actually, my new uh, way to initiate sex with my spouse is to say, can I lay this dick on you? Oh, yeah? Yeah, because she wants me to be more romantic and shit, you know? Mm. So instead of, like, let's fuck, it's let me lay this dick on you. Oh, so you're doing it like a smooth, like you're a, like you're some sort of R&B hip-hop superstar. Yeah. That sounds like the kind of thing they would say. I think so. Do you, do you say, yo, let me lay this dick on you, dog? I say, baby, let me lay this dick on you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't want to call a lady dog. No. They get upset. You want to be like, yo, let me lay this dick on you, fox. Right. That's what you say also when you're trying to seduce Jamie Fox. Right. Or Guy or Red Fox. Fox. Or Red, Red Skelton. I love or, that show that was, that was Guy Fox and Jamie Fox and Red Fox. And Megan Fox. Yeah. She was the like the cousin Oliver. They right. brought her in when it got stale. Alright, so try it tonight, folks, with your lady friend. Let me lay this dick on you. And good night, everybody. <laughs>